Amen. I don't know about you, but the older I get when it comes to Christmas, I get a little nostalgic. I start thinking about Christmases gone past. In fact, this week I started looking at some old Blackmore family pictures. I thought I'd share a few with you. (laughs) Try not to be bored. I know. This is how it goes. Uh, This first picture is, that is my brother. Okay. You know what happens at Genesis stays at Genesis, okay? He's going to be here next week. Never tell him that I put this picture up on the screen, okay? That is my brother getting our first dog. You see that face? That is happiness. And that's where Christmas kind of comes to. The next picture is a person who, that is as happy as my mom will ever get if you put a camera in her face. She hates as much as I do getting her picture taken, so that's as good as you're going to get. The next guy, he loves the camera, so uh, here we go. The fact he is smiling on Christmas Day, you don't realize. It is so hard to shop for my dad. So if he opened a gift and smiled, it was like, yes, it's a win for us, right? The next one is, what do we have next, Cheryl? I don't know what was wrong with my face in that one. That was like a half smile, half scowl, but there's a lot of smiling somewhat. Jonathan was happy in this one, so that's, uh, I'm over here, by the way, with the cherries, in case you were wondering. Uh, What else do we have, Cheryl? Okay, yeah, kind of smiling, not entirely sure. Okay, I'm about to age myself. That was our first ever computer that we got for Christmas that year. I don't even think it did much. It played Space Invaders, I think. That was about um, the extent of it. Are there any more, Cheryl? That is my usual pose if you put a camera in front of me. (laughs) Still to this day, do not like getting my picture taken. That was many years ago. Now, let me just qualify this picture, because it looks like there's a lot of bottles on the sideboard behind me. (laughs) So let me explain. Here's the explanation. Growing up, we um, never got soda except for at Christmas. We were only allowed soda at Christmas. And at Christmas, my dad would go, now the soda man, different in Scotland, I guess, than here. The soda man went door to door, kind of like the milkman did. And at Christmas, my dad would tell him, I want every flavor of soda that you sell. It was like, yes! Okay? But the problem is, back in Scotland in those days, our refrigerators were basically the size of a dorm refrigerator, you know, the college kids have. So we had all of this soda, it didn't go in the fridge. That is why to this day, I don't get the whole ice thing. You guys don't need ice. It's okay if it's room temperature. And so all the soda kind of sat on the back, so that's what it is, I promise. But see, (laughs) here's the thing. Christmas is a time of joy, right? Whenever you think back, for the most part, there's happiness involved with your Christmas memories. There's good things. And, and the thing is, the Christmas story, from its very inception, is built on joy, right? You remember the story. Mary, Gabriel appears to Mary, tells Mary, you're going to have a child. She decides that she is going to go visit her cousin Elizabeth at her cousin Elizabeth's house. And her cousin Elizabeth at this stage is six months pregnant with John the Baptist, 
And in the book of Luke, it says, it says this. Elizabeth says to Mary when she gets here, Luke 1, it says, When I heard your voice, the baby inside me jumped with joy. From the very inception, Jesus was bringing joy into the world. He wasn't even born yet. He was still in utero. And guess what? He was bringing joy to others around. And then nine months later, Luke chapter 2, we get to the shepherds. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. Duh. Right? But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. This morning, we should be the happiest people on earth earth. We have something to be joyful about. Our Savior was born. But it's hard because you look at the world around us and you see there is political uncertainty. There is economic instability. There is moral depravity. There are things happening that you would never have imagined, and you say to yourself, how am I supposed to find joy in all of that? Here's the great news this morning. The same God who appeared with the angels to the shepherd that day is the same God who is here today. The same joy that John the Baptist felt before he was even born is the same joy that is available to you and I because we still have a Savior, and he still is here for each and every one of us. We have something to really be joyful about this morning. And that's what I want to talk about today. We've been talking about home for Christmas. Today I want to talk about how home is a place of real, real joy for us. See, the joy that was felt 2,000 years ago when the people were walking then in darkness too is the joy that is available to you and I. Now, let me just quickly say this. What is joy? Joy is not happiness, okay? It is not an emotion. It does not depend on outside factors. It is not based on how I feel or what is going on or what I look at. Joy is something completely different. I have another photo here to uh, show you of, of what happiness is. See, on the left, Charlotte is happy, right? <laughs> not entirely sure why, because I was never really a doll person, but I, I was happy in that picture. Now, on the right, Jonathan is not happy, okay? Obviously, he wanted a Ferrari instead of a Porsche, or he wanted it to be blue instead of red. I don't know what is happening here. But see, this happiness was based on what we got for Christmas. And that 
picture on the right there is probably every parent's nightmare. Your kid bursts into tears when you give them their Christmas gift, and you think, oh, no, we thought we were doing good. Okay? He was not happy with that. See, here's the thing. Joy does not depend on what color car I get for Christmas. Joy does not depend on what is happening around me. In fact, here's a definition of joy for you. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. And the determined choice to praise God in every situation. That's what joy is. No matter what happens, no matter how grim things look like, no matter how I feel, let me tell you, your emotions are the biggest liar out there. I determine that I'm going to have joy. So let's think about it. So where do we find joy? How do we get joy? Let's go back to the shepherds. Now, shockingly to all of you, I know, I am not an agricultural expert. But I have watched my fair share of sheep over the years, okay? Especially growing up in Scotland, lots more fields of sheep over there. And here is what I have surmised by my sheep watching, okay? They're kind of boring. Like, they do not do much but stand in fields and eat grass. Like, I, you have never, ever gone to an animal show and seen sheep featured as part of that show, right? They don't do much. Now imagine this, shepherds watch their flocks by night. If that was a boring job during the day, how much worse is that getting once they're sleeping at night, right? But here's the beauty of the Christmas story. When those shepherds were probably bored out of their minds, teenagers, they did not even have cell phones, okay? There was nothing for them to do. So when they were bored out of their minds that night, when they were least expecting it, joy showed up because joy had been born in Bethlehem. Joy was there, and it showed up in a big, big way. So as you can surmise, I do not ever think I will be a shepherd in this life. But really, the boredom is not the breaking factor for me. Here's what would break the deal on whether I want to be a shepherd or not, and this, again, will shock you all. I'm not really big on the whole roughing it thing, okay? It takes a little bit. I guess you could say I'm possibly borderline high maintenance, possibly, right? So the whole sleeping in a field, roughing it thing, camping with your sheep, where do I plug my hair straightener, where do I put my products, that wouldn't work for me, right? But I do love a good vacation. Oh, I like going on vacation. I know some of you do too, right? The planning of it, the thinking about it, the getting there. Here's the problem when it comes to vacations. You may go to the happiest place on earth, but joy is not there. You may try to get away from all your problems here and try and escape and go where you are going. Here is the problem, and you, you know, hate to break this news to you. If you are going to, on vacation to get away from your problems, your biggest problem is going with you. And I'm not talking about your spouse, okay? <laughs> right? Who is the person causing you the most stress? 
yourself, right? Who's the person who is the one with the attitude that blocks your joy in your life? Yourself. Here's the great news this morning. You don't need to go on vacation to find joy. You don't need to leave your job to find joy. You don't need to leave your family to find joy. Joy is already available to you. Joy is here. It's available. It's still around. Going back to that story um, of, of the shepherds in verse 9, it says this, Suddenly, an angel appeared among them. Suddenly, an angel appeared among them. Suddenly is one of those funny words. Because what comes next can go either way. Suddenly can take a good turn, or suddenly can take a bad turn. We've all had suddenly moments in our lives. And some of you are sitting here this morning, and this year you had one of the bad kind. And you're sitting here today, and suddenly you got a phone call, or suddenly you got a diagnosis, or suddenly you lost a loved one, or suddenly life changed, or suddenly the rug got completely pulled out from under you. And I just want to say this this morning. Whatever suddenly has hit your life, in the midst of the darker periods, and I know the holidays can be part of the darkest periods, the Christmas story still applies. There is joy here. There is joy here. What does that mean? It means we can look at life and see the hope in the midst of everything going on. It means we can look at life and see that God loves us no matter what. It means we can look at life and know that we are never, ever alone. It means we can look at life and know that whatever is happening, God still has a plan and a purpose for us. It means we can look at life and see that we are still ridiculously blessed and there are blessings around us still. It means we can look at life and know that no matter the circumstances, God is going to show up. No matter what is happening, no matter what I see with my natural eye, no matter how I am feeling, there is joy there. Our family got hit with a suddenly a while back. And it's the stinky kind, I will be honest. And the other day I was doing something that I never thought I would have to do. Pretty much a role reversal from the little girl that you've seen in all those pictures this morning. And I started thinking. And here was what I was thinking. I was thinking, I have a choice here. See, me and my family, we can dwell on how things are. And it, it's not fun. And we can think about how things are at the moment. We can start looking back and reminiscing and thinking about how things were wonderful and how life used to be and how we miss it and how good it was and how things were. We can start looking at the future. And barring a miracle, that's pretty rough. Problem with all of those thoughts, it's going to make me afraid. 
it's going to make me angry. It's going to make me bitter. It's not going to help me in any way, shape, or form. So instead, I have a choice. And the choice is this. Going back to the definition of joy, the choice is I remember that I am assured that God is in control of all the details of our family's life. I have a quiet confidence that ultimately everything's going to be all right. It may not be how I would have planned it. It may not be how I would have written it. And some of you guys are in that situation this morning too. This is not how you had seen your life being. But here's the choice we got to make. The determined choice that no matter what, we are going to praise God in every situation. And today, some of you are sitting here and you got hit with big suddenlies this morning. And I truly want to encourage you. Don't get bitter. Don't get mad. Don't get afraid. Remind yourself that God's in control of the details. Remind yourself that ultimately it's going to work out the way he had planned and purposed. And then take the next step of saying, you know what? I'm going to praise God no matter what. No matter how things are, no matter how things look, you know what? I'm going to praise God for it. There's another character in the Christmas story who had that choice. There's Mary. And Mary had to make that choice too. See, in the Luke chapter 1, 46, uh, verse 46, she sings this great song, Mary's song. If you get a chance, go back and check it out. It, and here's part of it in, in the message paraphrase. It says, and Mary said, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the song of my Savior God. God took one look at me, and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy set me apart from all the others. Mary is rejoicing. Mary is really, really, really excited. And if you just read that in a vacuum, you would think that Mary was cool with everything that was going on. But, but here's the thing. You know, 15 verses, 16 verses earlier... Gabriel appeared to her and said that she, a teenage virgin, virgin, was going to have a baby. Not that she had expected it, not that she had planned it. Only 16 verses later, prior. And here's what it says in those, Luke 1, 29. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Confused, disturbed, afraid. And some of you are sitting here this morning, and that's where you're at. This year has been a nightmare. The past 12 months has been rough. And you sit here, you are confused. You don't know what way is up, and you are terrified as to what is coming. Did Mary all of a sudden get all the answers to her questions? No. Did she know how everything was going to work out? No. I mean, at that point, she is still at Elizabeth's house, which means she's still trying to work out how she's going to have a conversation with her fiancé, who she's never slept with, as to how she is pregnant. She had a lot of questions. So what happened? She made the decision that she was going to trust 
God. No matter how it was, no matter how it looked, she said she was going to trust God what come what may. See, here's the thing. Joy is found on the other side of the difficult choice to trust God instead of trusting myself. I'm going to say that again. Joy is found on the other side of the difficult choice to trust God instead of trusting myself. Most of us think we've got it. I don't need anybody else. In fact, that's how kind of we're raised, right? To be independent, to take care of ourselves, to be able to lean on our own things we understand, on our own actions. But actually, if you want to find real joy, you got to let go. Real joy comes when I say, you know what? I don't understand what I see. I don't understand how on earth this is supposed to work out. I don't see a good end to this story. But I'm going to trust God that he does. And I'm going to trust God that he has a plan and a purpose for me. No matter how long you have been a follower of God, that is not easy. That is hard to move our trust from ourselves and to place it in God's hands. Our intellect, our resources, not to lean on those. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge God. And know that he's going to direct my paths and take me on the way that he's going to get to. So joy is here. But joy is a choice. Here's the other thing about joy. For a lot of us, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a process. Joy is a journey. The problem is we are so used to instant results. We think whatever we say should happen right away, and that's part of the society that we live in. Am I the only one who last week panicked because I had just remembered somebody I needed to get a gift for, right? And then breathe a sigh of relief because it's like, if I just go on my phone now, by tomorrow it will be here. It's all good. I, I, I'm saved, right? Not like the old days where you had to schlep to the store and see whatever they had left, right? So I can get something instantaneously. Or... Am I the only one over this holiday period who has had one or two headaches and I pop a couple of pills and that takes care of it right away, right? An instant fix? Or, wait, you guys, I keep saying this and nobody says yes. Am I the only one these things are happening to? Let's try this one. Am I the only one who has gotten home and been so exhausted? It's like, why do I need to cook? I did that yesterday. So let me open an app. And I will base what we are eating on how fast it can get to my house. <laughs> right? We are so used in 2023 America to getting instant results. So it's like, okay, I should feel joy now. Joy is a journey. There were some other characters in the Christmas story, the wise men. And the wise men came from the far east. And they saw a star. And they followed that star that was hanging over Bethlehem, and they knew there that the king, the savior, had been born. And they went on this journey. They went all the way from the Far East to Bethlehem. Now, one Google search 
don't need to do it. I did it, so I'm telling you this. We'll tell you that nobody has a clue how long it took the wise man to get to Bethlehem, okay? Guesses range from your 12 days, not going to happen, to two years. Now, I don't know about you, but I have sat on a camel once in my life, briefly. Can you imagine two years on a camel? Doesn't sound like my idea of a good time, right? But here's the thing. It was not a quick thing. They had to undertake a grueling journey to get from where they were to follow the star to Bethlehem. But here's what awaited them once they got there. They saw the star over Bethlehem, and in Matthew 2 it says this, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They got to the end of the journey. They got to where the Savior is. They got to where Jesus was, no matter how old he was. At this point, they traveled a long way. It was a process. But at the end of it, there was joy. It wasn't a push-button solution. It was not, wasn't a take two of these, you'll feel better really, really quick. It was not a go on an app and order and you know what, all your things will be fulfilled, your orders will be fulfilled ASAP. It took time. See, the Bible says, it says this. It tells us that in this life, as part of this life, there will be crying. There will be pain. There will be hardship. There will be things that we don't understand. The devil will try to discourage us, and life will be tough. Aren't you glad you came to church today? Be be, uh, built up and encouraged? Here's the encouraging part, right? All those things are going to happen. But the psalmist reminds us of this. Psalm 30, verse 5. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It's coming. You may be at the first half of that verse right now, and it may be tough, and you may wonder, is there an end in sight at all here this Christmas season? And here's what I want to remind you. It is a process. We need to be careful, however, in this world that we're living in, with so many resources and experiences available to us that we don't just look for a quick fix. Joy cannot be found by a quick fix, no matter how good the Macy's sale is, okay? Joy cannot be found that way. We look for something that's going to give us a thrill. We look for something that's going to give us an adrenaline rush, a new relationship, a shiny new object. Lasting joy is part of a journey. It is part of a process. And this may be the most cliche of cliches, but I'm going to say it anywhere. The most important part of any journey that you undertake is the first step. It's also the toughest part a lot of times. Just getting yourself moving. Saying, you know what, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to dwell here. I need to keep moving. I need to move on. How do you take the first step towards joy today? Recognize this. God is with you. 
you're not alone as you take that first step. No matter what you are facing, Emmanuel, God is with you. What do we know about joy? Joy is here. Joy is a choice. And ultimately, joy is a journey. But here's the thing. There is joy all around us. The Christmas story was the Christmas story 2,000 years ago. And today, in the midst of everything going on in 2023 America, joy can still be found in the same way. So really, today was an encouragement to you. I know some of you have had a rough year. And joy is the last thing on your mind right now. I know it can be hard to think about joy when you read the newspaper headlines or you just look at the world around us and you wonder, what on earth is 2024 going to hold? I know it can be hard to find joy when you just have no idea which way is up and you don't know what the future holds. And the future looks scarier than the present does. Here's what I want to remind you today. Look for the joy. It's there for each and every one of us, no matter how hard may be. I look for the blessings. I look for the fact that God is still in control. I remember the fact that joy is there. And I am confident of this fact. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. It's the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. But I need to make the choice, determined choice, that no matter what it is, I will praise God in every situation. Let's pray. I realize that today for some of you, maybe you're sitting here or maybe you're watching online and you actually don't have the assurance that God is with you because you haven't taken that next step of being a part of God's family. You may have been sitting here for weeks or months, but you've never actually crossed the line, said the words, said, you know what, God, I want to be in your family. I want to be part of you. You may be sitting here today and you don't have the assurance that if today was your last day on earth, you don't know where tomorrow you would end up harsh, but it's true. And today I'm begging you, let this be the last day you ever, ever question, what's next? Where am I going? I want to encourage you today to make the decision that you are going to enter into God's family, of knowing that no matter what happens, joy is found for you because of Emmanuel. And if today is the day where you say, you know what, I want to cross that line. I need to have a relationship with you. I need to put my faith in you. I'm going to invite you to pray along with me and along with all of us. Heavenly Father, today we come to you. And God, it may be there's some here who don't yet know you, have not entered into a relationship with you have not yet crossed the line. They may have been here for weeks or months, or today may be their first day. And they say, you know what, today, God, I just want that assurance 
that on my journey towards joy, you will be there with me. You will guide me. You will direct me. You will take care of me in everything that is happening in my life. If that's you today, I'm going to invite you just to admit to God, you know what, God, I, I know I need you. I need a Savior. I can't do this alone. I'm tired of trying to do it in my own strength and in my own talent. Today, God, I believe that you came. You sent your son to be born, but ultimately to die so that I could have a relationship to you. I've done things I shouldn't have done, and I confess I am not perfect at all. But today I give everything to you knowing that I am forgiven. And God, for each and every one of us, in the midst of a busy Christmas season, we ask that you would help us to find joy. That we would remember that joy is there for the taking. That we would make the choice, no matter what is happening in our lives, that God, we would just reach out to you and say, God, I'm putting it in your hands. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know why you planned it this way, but I am trusting you that you are going to take care of all the details, and I'm just going to praise you anyway. And God, I'm going to start that process. I'm in the weeping stage right now, but I know that joy is there and joy is coming. So help me take the first step to remember this Christmas season that Emmanuel, who was born 2,000 years ago, is still the same today, that you are with us, that you are with each and every one of us. And so, God, we're going to praise you in everything we do, knowing that there is joy to be found. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, let me just say, if today you did decide that, you know what, I need to cross over and I need to get to the next step, I need to become a part of God's family, I want that assurance that I am never, ever, ever going to face anything alone. If that is you today, I'm going to ask one request of you. On your way out, if you go through those uh, double doors and go to the left, what we call the front desk, just tell them, today I prayed for the first time. I committed my life to Christ, and they will give you um, a book there, just next steps for you. If you are watching online, if you put something in the comments or you go to I said yes on GenesisLI.com, they will help you with that. Okay, so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Don't rush out, okay? Let's finish with the only song we could finish with today, Joy to the World.
time.